Welcome to the Fangled Cast, brought to you by the folks at Fangled Group, the strategy-first marketing and sales consultancy helping take your company to the next level and beyond. We help our clients convert every touch into voracious advocates for their brand. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fangled Cast. Today's going to be an ethically interesting conversation with my new friend, Richard Messing, from Kotel Group, LLC. And rather than screwing up Richard's bio, give us uh, a little background and tell us, as I welcome you to the show, about yourself and what I mean by an ethical podcast. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, you know, just a regular, just a regular guy from Long Island, a Long Island Jewish boy, you know, grew up in Long Island in a middle class family, you know, striving to move up into the upper echelons of society. And, uh, you know, I went to college like my three brothers. And here I am. I mean, I, you know, I made it. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's basically at the highest level who I am. I'm no different than you or anybody else. I just decided to make my life meaningful. Okay. As meaningful as possible. That's it. And this is where I am. I'm, I'm, uh, I created a few companies. I'm teaching people about the human condition. I'm helping businesses uh, solve chronic business problems. Uh, and we're creating now an ecosystem of ethics. We're creating an ecosystem for ethics uh, and hopefully we'll be able to talk a little bit about that. That's, that's why I had you on the show. I found it fascinating. Let's make sure we're on the same page as we talk about ethics. How do you define ethics so that we know that we're using, we're not talking about the same word with two different definitions? Fantastic question, because uh, uh, I have found that uh, when you ask people that question, what, what do you, what's ethics? Uh, you get a very different answer from many different people. Exactly. Very simply. Anything that has anything to do with ethics has to do with right conduct. Two words, right conduct. It has to do with behavior. And I guess the word right would be, uh, you know, makes it proper behavior. But uh, the word right really has to do with uh, what you consider to be right. I mean, everybody has their own ethical framework. It's part of every individual's belief system. And, and uh, uh, one's own ethical framework is derived from where they place their faith, whether it's in religion or in science or in, in some mentor or themselves or uh, history or their ethnic culture, ethnic, or ethnic culture, ethics, ethnic, ethics, same mm -hmm. root, right? Yeah. So that's really what the word right refers to or what it has to do with faith it's let me, faith let me it's ask faith. you how how are you separating that ethics from morals where to me morals come more from that sort of either religious non-religious background in terms of of because there's there's morality in terms of what's right and wrong for for humanity the people and then there's ethics which are really to me more uh rule oriented in terms of out of our moral background we come up with ethical codes as to how we conduct ourselves in ways that that are beneficial is that is that fair that's fair i mean they're they're not mutually exclusive okay mm -hmm. they're basically um you can't have one without the other i mean you can't have morals without ethics and ethics, ethics without morals yeah you're right ethics ethics leads to morality mm -hmm. okay so um that's how I look at it. 
Okay, that, that's helpful. Now, now we're on the same page in terms of, of knowing where we're going with it. Uh, tell me about your organization that, that you've just begun uh, about bringing true ethics to, to businesses. Yeah, so in 2017, I formed Kotel Group LLC. And I, I formed that company because I did a little research uh, when I decided to start working for myself, which was, was in 2017. Um, I, I, just, uh, I just saw that there's this whole interest in, in everything human. Mm -hmm. The word human is being used all over the place. Actually, I, um, you know, I didn't prepare, but there's an interesting chart that I have. I should show, I should show you maybe in the future. But, if you share um, it with me, I can actually put it in the in the video to show later if you want okay. to refer to it. Fine. So, so this is. It turns out from 1940, if you if you go to Google's Google Books Ngram Viewer, which will show you, you can type in any word you want, and it will show you the frequency that that word has has appeared in all the books. Mm -hmm. that Google has digitized since the 1500s. In 1940, the word human just skyrockets to this very day. The frequency mm -hmm. of the word human appears in books, just increases like this at a 45 degree angle. The slope is amazing. Interesting. And I noticed this, I did, before I even discovered that from Google's Engram viewer, I just noticed that the word human is being used all over the place. I, I got this from an article that I read uh, by, um, Infosense, which is an international enterprise level consulting company. I, and I just followed it up and I said, wow. Um, and so now from my religious background, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a religious Jew, I, I'm an Orthodox Jew. So I study um, the Bible, you know, Torah, you know, all the time. And if you know anything about Judaism, the, 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 the thing that Judaism delivers, if you look at what, what all the texts are delivering, it's all ethical laws. Mm -hmm. That's the product. Now, since I know this from my cultural background, I know that everything, everything human boils down to ethics. That's what people care about, how they're being treated mm -hmm. and how they think people should treat each other. Okay. So when I, when I saw this as an, as an opportunity to bring ethics into the world at a whole new level, and that's what I'm doing. So I started Kotel Group LLC. I incorporated it in 2019. And so now I have my intellectual property, which I developed 16, 17 years ago, which is an ethics-based framework for, for understanding why problems become chronic. Everybody's mm -hmm. got problems. That's not, there's no problem with having problems. But the real problem, the big problem is when you've got a problem and you can't solve it and it becomes chronic. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm interested in. That's what, that's what my work is about. Why do problems become chronic and how do you analyze them and get to the source and the root cause of those problems and how do you solve them? That requires a special kind of insight. I mean, as much insight into the human condition as you can possibly gather. Uh, and that's what I dedicated myself to 16, 17 years ago. I've been doing research on the human condition for 16, 17 years. And uh, I developed a framework where I teach people well, it's part of my, one of my services, I teach my clients this, this framework so that they can analyze their own chronic problems themselves after I'm gone. But I just, you know, I use, I use this methodology, uh, you know, with my clients, both private clients and, and business clients to solve, you know, very chronic problems.
Is there is there some good examples of of how that's worked and what you've done with it? I mean, I've got several examples uh, on the, uh, for example, um, on the business side. My last client had stagnant sales for five years. Okay. He was seriously concerned about going out of business because because you know you can't you can't stay stagnant. You, you know you really can't in that business. You know. <laughs> of course. You, yeah, you can't stay stagnant. So, so uh, uh, now he had hired three other consultants before me over that five-year period. None of those consultants lasted. They, they weren't able to help him. And so uh, when he hired me, you know, I, I was able to solve, you know, to get to the root cause of his problems. And, and during the, in the middle of the pandemic, the sales started going up. Hmm. And so, so uh, you know, I, I was able to help him in that way. That's a very, very difficult problem. The, uh, standard consultants, sales consultants, whatever he was hiring, you know, every consultant has a domain that, they, that, that, that they're expert in, right? And so if, you're, if your people can't solve the problem, your consultants can't solve the problem, your domain consultants, business domain consultants can't solve the problem, that's where I come in. Uh-huh. What, what is the, the, the process? I mean, are there are more details that you can share. I know you have confidentiality agreements with your, with your clients. Just to give a little bit more meat to, to, to the story, besides what, what specifically went on with that as an example of how ethics became, became the, the, the catalyst for, for the change? Well, I mean, from the first conversation I had with the person, when I first met the person, I could tell immediately that he had ethical issues in his company. I mean, he basically told me that um, he has sales issues and he has accountability issues. Mm -hmm. So accountability actually has to do with people having integrity and, you know, keeping their word. And that's an ethical issue. You know, if people aren't being accountable for their work for, for themselves, that's an ethical issue. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, this is not unusual. But so the, I, I know how to analyze it from an ethical perspective. And so then, you know, every meeting I had after that in the early, in the early stages, I mean, the, the ethical issues were glaring. The things he would say about people in his company, you know, it was just all over the place. Uh, then he had their top sales, this top salesperson was uh, very unethical, but they were afraid to fire him because he was bringing in a lot of money, you know, a lot of revenue. So we see that a lot. So he was in, in ways that, that jeopardized the reputation and the brand of the company, he was behaving uh with customers with with the market in general or yeah yeah he did all, he did things unethically outside the company and inside the company they were afraid to fire him because he was bringing in so much revenue it's interesting it out, we ended up replacing him and retraining somebody who's highly ethical who's out surpassing his performance mm -hmm. and we've noticed that a lot in, in in especially when we're coaching sales teams and even uh you know, marketing teams where, where the lead seems to have all of the tribal knowledge and keeps it very close, that the fear of replacing, uh, once, once the replacement is done, nobody knows why they were afraid because the results are so incredible. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, just because someone's a top performer doesn't mean that somebody else can't perform significantly better. Right. A top performer compared to what? <laughs> the, day, the day after they terminated the guy, I walked into the office and the vice president, the senior vice president said to me, Rick, I don't know what it is, but the whole office feels different. Like something lifted. Yep. The place was so polluted. 
from this one guy yep. that when they got rid of him, everybody felt like the whole place was different. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah, I've been in situations where someone was brought into a company and by the end of the first day, the life of the company got sucked right out the window because they brought in the wrong person. And when they finally got rid of that person, it was it was a new day. The sun rose, the, the birds right. were chirping. The <laughs> I, uh, now, I, 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 I could share multiple cases of that happening. So. Right. The, the, the main thing I want to get across is that ethics is enormously powerful, enormously mm -hmm. powerful. And most people don't understand this. Mm -hmm. Look, when we grow up in a secular, in, in a, I grew up in a secular home. What did I learn about ethics? The word ethics was never mentioned. Mm -hmm. But what, what do you learn when you're a kid? Say thank you. Be polite have good manners, share, don't hurt somebody, don't hurt people, right? Mm -hmm. That's about the five ethical principles we learn when we grow up. Yep. They don't teach anything about ethics in public school. The university system, I don't know one university system that has as a core requirement for, bad, for, for, for undergraduates, one ethics course. Mm -hmm. This is a business opportunity. The level of ignorance about ethics in the general population and in business is extraordinary. And so I, I just know this because, you know, for the past 30 years, I've been studying ethics just yeah. for my own, you know, for my own, you know. But do, do you find when you, when you sit down with people of different backgrounds, different philosophies that you can actually agree on what is and is not ethical? Um, is there common ground between different cultures and different people to determine if it is or isn't ethical? Or, or is it still ambiguous between um, you know, people, people of different backgrounds as to what truly is ethical and not ethical? Um, and, and does it vary between, between even industries when we, when we take it to the business world? It's a great question. And uh, it's, a, it's a mixed answer. Um, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's an enormous amount. I mean, if you, it depends on, you know, um, what your sources are for, for the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. um, my, uh, my mentor is somebody by the name of uh, Lord, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. Hmm. He, was the, he was, the, have you heard of him? No, no, I just, it's a, it's an interesting name. Well, he was in the, he, he was, he was in the House of Lords. Uh, he was, uh, you know, knighted by the Queen of England. Hmm. He was the chief rabbi of the United Kingdom for 22 years. He, if you, if you look him up, he's probably been the most, received more honors, uh, you know, just all over the world for what he's contributed to society. And uh, he has figured out, he passed away last year, unfortunately. Mm. He, he is probably the most influential member of the clergy worldwide, who's respected by all other religious leaders worldwide, okay, interfaith. He, he has figured out, he figured out how to find common ground. Now, if you can find common ground among different religious leaders, you can find common ground about ethics anywhere, okay? There's no question, 
that there's common ground. Mm -hmm. The problem is you need tremendous insight into the human condition and how human beings function in order to bring people together to see that common ground. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting in the world, most of the conflicts in the world exist because rather than focusing on what we have in common, we look at those small things that keep us keep our keep our mindset differently. Um, yeah, you know, the, as, as they say in the U.S., the wedge issues. As you you look overseas, it's it's the the, the minor details that 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 cause more of the the disastrous behavior than the things that we hold hold in common. I mean, if you tie all of the philo phil philosophies, religions, and otherwise, there is that common thread that runs through about educating, making sure that the next generation is better. Um, you know, the, 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 the strength of family, all of those, those things sort of tie it all together. But instead of us talking about that, we talk about the things that, that, that make it different and, and, and create that conflict. So, so probably what, in, in my opinion, the ethical thing to do in the world is to always begin the conversation with what ties us together before we start worrying about what, where we have those differences. Um, I totally you know, agree. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting mindset. So tell me about the, but we've, we were running, running low on time and I really wanted to understand about the organization and how people can get in touch and become part of what you're doing to advance ethics in the, in the business world. The best way, the best way to do that would be to um, go to um, cotelbusiness.org, K-O-T-E-L business.org. We'll put that in the notes. We'll definitely do that. That's a not profile, not for profit business community dedicated to making ethics a competitive advantage. It's a, we don't charge for membership fees. We don't charge for any of the courses that we teach on ethics. And if you want to make the world more ethical and you want to do it through business to start with, that's the place to go. Ethics as a competitive advantage. What a brilliant brilliant concept which of course is why i asked you to come on the show in the first place is there anything richard that i didn't ask you about that that or, or anything else about your organization and what you're doing that i should have that the audience ought to know well i can tell you this uh we've designed this organization for collaboration not this is not a referral network business referral network it's a collaborative organization and I can tell you this, enormous deals and uh, new businesses are starting to form out of the collaborations that are occurring within this organ, within the community. So, uh, you know, if this, this is a, again, ethics is super powerful. And if you understand it, amazing things can happen. And so I invite people Go to the go to that. That's the landing page, cotelbusiness.org. Go to the landing page. Just you know, read read the charter, you know. And then in the membership on the in the membership page, at the top of the membership page is an application to join. It's just contact information and a headshot. And then I'll get the email. I'll call you up. I'll contact you. We'll we'll have a meeting to see if so you understand what it you know what the obligations are to be a member of the community. It's very simple. It's very easy. Great. Great. And that's it. So if anyone out there wants to understand about ethics as a competitive advantage in your life and in your business, Richard Messing's your guy, Cotel Group, LLC. I got the group in that time. Yes. And we really appreciate you on the show today. And everyone out there, if you enjoyed it, subscribe, like, share, I don't know, fax a friend, 
telex your your grandfather to let him know that the fangled cast is here and we look forward to seeing everyone on the next edition of the fangled cast thanks again richard for joining us the fangled cast is brought to you by the great people at the fangled group where we help you convert every touch into voracious advocates for your brand 